welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and today, today, folks, that's right, all alone in here all by myself no dynasty Matt no dynasty nerd Mike just me talking sleepers as the song puts me to sleep enough of that so today here I am you know all by myself uh you know sometimes kids take precedence in your life and there's things you have to do for them besides feed them and bathe them and love them and uh, school came into effect today, so I had to record this really late. I know Matt had some, uh, preschool obligations. I had some kindergarten obligations. I had to go meet some teachers and whatnot. So here I am all by myself to talk fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football. In today's episode, we're going to get into sleepers and who are some of my favorite sleepers this year. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into... Uh, what's going on during the week? I have an announcement at the end of the show about the Dynasty Nerds Redraft League. How you can get into that if you want to get into that and play a little redraft this year against uh, Moa, myself, and uh, see how that comes out. And today we're going to talk sleepers. But before we get into that, let's talk about what's going on in the week. And the biggest question I've gotten all week long is about Kevin White. Where does Kevin White fall? What happens to Kevin White now? He has to have surgery. Do I let him drop in my draft? Do I do I not draft this guy? Do I just take TJ Yeldon instead? And the the same answer has been to every single tweet. And I've probably got about 50 to 100 of these tweets. And the answer is no. Kevin White stays exactly where he is at the number four ranking, the number four pick, because that's where he belongs. Guys, this is dynasty fantasy football, right? This is a long-term investment. It's a long-term play. Kevin White is number four for a reason. That is his talent, his draft status, and his upside. And just because he has a stress factor in his shin, that doesn't hurt him long term. You know, he didn't blow out his knee. He doesn't have, uh, you know, a a career threatening injury here. It's a it's a stress fracture in his shin. He'll heal. He'll get better. And remember, we weren't expecting much out of Kevin White this year. He's a raw talent. The upside's there. He has a, the upside to be the number one receiver in his draft class ahead of Amari Cooper, which, I, I mean, I love Amari Cooper. I don't really think it's going to happen, but, hey, you know, you know, stuff happens, and it's possible. So Kevin White does not change. You know, we did all this offseason research. We studied the tape. We, we made up the rankings, and Kevin White ended up as a number four rookie. And just because it, it'd be like Kevin White having four bad preseason games and us going, oh, Got to jump ship on Kevin White. You might as well just sell him. Get a second-round pick. Get it while you can. No. This is a long-term investment. Kevin White is a long-term play. Uh, you're, you're hoping to pay major dividends back, get paid on Kevin White in three years. So him sitting down with a stress fracture does not affect his status. Now, if you want to take Devontae Parker ahead of him, I can live with that. And if you really, really needed a running back really bad, then you could take TJ Yeldon. If you... If you want to jump, uh, you know, jump the gun here on one preseason game and take Amir Abdullah, 
we'll go ahead too. But the best bet there is then if you're not going to take this guy because you're worried, you're in the same boat as if you were worried two months ago because he was so raw. Trade back. Trade back a little bit, even if it's four or five, because somebody else is going to want to move up there. Somebody else is going to want to get him or Devontae Parker. And maybe you can grab a third-round pick by moving down a couple spots or, I don't, you know, an, an old veteran or I'd at least want a second-round pick uh, for moving down in a situation like that. But the big, the big answer to everybody's question out there is Kevin White does not move. The, the needle is not moving on Kevin White one way or the other. You know, he'll, he'll get better. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. We'll be, he'll be okay. Now, another person that got hurt today on Tuesday as a recorded, this is LaShawn McCoy. Came up limping, and it's a hamstring injury. We don't know the severity of it. As, as you're listening to the podcast now, maybe that has broke. But as of right now, we don't know. It, is, it does make you a little bit nervous. Uh, as a McCoy owner, you don't want to see a lingering hamstring issue throughout the year. Right now, the Buffalo running back situation is as grim as the quarterback situation, as everybody's hurt. Uh, right now, they have two healthy backs. I think they're both undrafted free agents out of 2015. Even I don't know their names. I read them earlier, but that those names came and went. So let's hope that everything's going to work out for Shady McCoy here. You know, I have him pretty high in my redraft ranking, so I'm going to monitor this closely to see where I'm going to bump him down. Uh, if necessary, I'm hoping it's just a, a tweak. Hopefully, he's ready for week one. Cause I'm I, I'm still expecting big things from Shady McCoy, but hamstrings they, they could be tricky. Uh, they can linger, and this is not good news. Any injury is not good news. So for Lashawn McCoy, uh, you know the flag is up, and you are watching closely at this situation. And right now, it's it's not even an area of like, okay, you know, do I pick up Fred Jackson? Do I use Fred Jackson? Uh, can I knock the? Can he knock the rust off one more time? As one of the oldest running backs in the history of the NFL, uh, you know Carlos Williams looked good, but he's out for multiple weeks. He had a minor procedure as well. So the running back situation in Buffalo right now is really shaky. You still the guy still you want to own is McCoy, and hopefully this isn't too bad. Um, again, and then another injury or not an injury, but a sign-in today was Chris Johnson with the with the Cardinals. Again, I think Chris Johnson was signed to push Andre Ellington a little bit. I think it was more of about a David Johnson not really showing any kind of promise uh, there. So if you took him in the second round of your rookie draft, you're you're really not happy about that. But again, you you don't want to jump the gun in as well. You want to let it play out and see where he is next year. But Chris Johnson right now, if you're an Andre Ellington owner, this makes me happy because honestly, I, Chris Johnson's no good. You know, Chris Johnson was on the Jets. Last year, he had all the opportunity in the world to have a solid year with a good offensive line, poor quarterback play, and Chris Ivory was a better running back than Chris Johnson. So it's almost like in the Ray Rice kind of aspect where people are like, hey, you know, where's Ray, where, where's Ray Rice going? Is he going to go to Cleveland? Well, you know what? You can, you can keep his 3.1 yards per carry, and I, I hope you start him against me because I want to win. I want to win these fantasy games. So please start Ray Rice and Chris Johnson against me at the same time. I get a combined eight points. Please do that for me because, you know, Chris Johnson, he still has speed, I'm sure, but that, that ship has sailed, man. He, he got paid, and he just kind of turned, he kind of turned, turned tail and just, you know, that's that's it for him, you know. But at the same time, that Chris Johnson's on the street, he's going to pay two million this year to come in and help out Andre Ellington. But as an Ellington owner, you're happy because he is the man there. He's going to catch balls. He's going to get carries. Uh, 
they but they do need people to spell him so he stays healthy. That's a, that's very important for Andre Ellington. But again, Chris Johnson, he's not somebody you're rushing to the waiver wire to pick up. I don't expect anything out of Chris Johnson this year. If if, if it is, if Chris Johnson had a huge year, I'd be just as surprised as that as like I saw a ghost. Really, it'd be just as, I'd have the same reaction. Like, oh wow, that's crazy. Like it's it's, it's Chris Johnson, a ghost. Uh and uh, so Chris Johnson, don't jump up about it. LaShawn McCoy, be nervous about it. Kevin White, leave him where he is. Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's talk sleepers, okay? And uh, if you go on the website, I know, you know, uh, at Fantasy Outlaw, Brian Grow, uh, one of our new writers, wrote a great article that's on the site, went up on Tuesday, uh, 10 players that will help a pretending or a contending fantasy team, dynasty team. And he lists 10 guys on there. And a lot of those guys were guys that I had on my sleeper list. And it was one of my favorite articles that came out this month on uh, on the website. And we've been putting out great articles on dynastynerds.com. So I really encourage these new writers that we brought on. We brought, brought on eight new writers. And they're putting out quality content on a daily basis. Uh, I know if you... If before on the website you saw that we were putting up like maybe like three articles, four articles a week, well, now we're putting up about seven, eight articles a week. And the content on there is just, it's even for me, it's just, it, it makes me so happy to be a part of it and be able to read this stuff every day because our writers, all eight of them, are doing a tremendous job. So you want to get to DynastyNerds.com, not just for only for your rankings, but these articles like Brian's at Fantasy Outlaw, you can follow him on Twitter wrote to help your dynasty team and he lists 10 guys that for pretty much are sleepers so if you want to hear his you want to read his list and his explanations of why you think that these guys can help you and they're under the radar guys that you can get for cheap get on dynastynerds.com if you haven't already and check out his article uh brian grow at fantasy outlaw on twitter and read his 10 guys as well but again just get on there every day anyways. I mean, come on. It's the best dynasty site in the world. I mean, you got DLF out there. They're pretty fantastic too. But, uh, you know, we're the best free dynasty site in the world. Okay? In the world. So get on there, use the rankings. Get on there and interact with on the forum and talk dynasty football with people from all over the world who have different takes, great questions, and they can help you along as well. But so for sleepers, what defines a sleeper? Okay? What is a sleeper? Is it is it a deep sleeper? Are we talking somebody like Damian Williams running back from Miami who is currently number two in the depth chart while JHI's hurt? Lamar Miller doesn't the way Lamar Miller's used in, in Miami, he's not used as the every down kind of three down back. Will that change this year? I know they want to sign him to an extension. Does Lamar Miller take a big step or does Damian Williams get some usage out of there? Is Damian Will, Williams a sleeper. He he'd be considered like a a deep sleeper, and that's what he is. He's a deep sleeper. I I'm intrigued by Damian Williams this year. I was intrigued by him last year, honestly. I know I had a I know I had a bet with uh Mike Beckley about Damian Williams, and he he had uh I can't remember the Cincinnati running back who did did nothing. Uh, we won that bet. Mike, you stole me a six pack, by the way. And you know Damian Williams is is a deep sleeper. Who else? What's what else is a sleeper? What if I told you, like, Alshon Jeffries is a sleeper? All right. How are you going to define that? A sleeper to me is somebody who's going to do better, significantly better than where they were drafted or go undrafted. I think Alshon Jeffrey could be a sleeper this year. I think Alshon Jeffrey has a chance to be 
a top five fantasy receiver. You know, I probably won't end up with any Alshon Jeffrey shares this year in my redraft leagues. I don't have any in any of my dynasty leagues, but I, I could see a big year coming from Alshon, you know, in that offense with Jay Cutler, um, John Fox out there. I mean, I got Forte. He's a little older. They're going to have to keep him fresh as well, but I could see Al- Alshon finishing better than where he's going. He's getting drafted high, so you're like, Alshon Jeffrey's not a sleeper. Rich, come on. This guy's a this guy's a third-round pick in the redraft, or he's a high dynasty pick, okay? But, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey could be a sleeper this year. He might finish significantly high. You know who else falls in that category? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen right this year could have, I know there's a lot of talk about Stevie Johnson, but I could see Keenan Allen have 90-plus catches this year, 1,200 yards. And for where he's going right now, his ADP, I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a receiver that could be end up being a steal if he's a, He's a top 12, top 15, you know, receiver right there. I can see him being a top 12 receiver. Jordan Matthews, he could be he could be a sleeper where he finishes significantly better where he's getting drafted. CJ Spiller I have on that list. You know, I I preach CJ Spiller's name uh, till till my tongue dries out on this podcast. How how much I'm excited about CJ Spiller and you know, his over 6 yards per carry in domes and he plays that 12 out of 16 games in a dome and there's no more Pierre Thomas and you know, Darren Sproles never caught under 70 balls his entire time in New Orleans. And they're all going to go to C.J. Spiller this year. And then C.J. Spiller's already hurt. And he's going to be out to week one. And he's injury prone. So that did make me kind of take a step back. And I bought a lot of C.J. Spiller's share this offseason. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe he'll get hurt now instead of offseason. So he's not missing three weeks in season. Maybe that's it was going to help help build up the momentum. And actually, he's probably going to slip down a little bit in the rankings, and I like that as well because I'm still I'm still scooping up CJ Spiller because I'm still all in. You know, I'm, that's a guy I'm putting uh I'm putting all my chips on that CJ Spiller category. So, can those guys be sleepers? Most people say no. Come on, Rich, get with it. Those guys can't be sleepers. But again, a sleeper is going to be something that you think is going to do significantly better than where you can get them. We're, we're a good value. A sleeper is great value. Not good value, great value. So maybe one of those guys will be considered great value. They'll help you win a championship from where you got them. You know, they're the third person off the board. Um, if you want to go deep sleepers, we got guys like, you know, Gary Barnage in Cleveland. Again, this is a guy that's most likely on your waiver wire in your dynasty league. He's probably going to go undrafted in your redraft leagues. Pay attention to Gary Barnard. See where this is going to go because right now he's a starting tight end in Cleveland. And I know a lot of you guys are thinking, oh, Rich, you're just a Browns fan. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, I, I love me some Browns. But at the same time, he's, he, him and Brian Harline, but him, him I've been paying attention to in particular is they've kind of, they've done really well in practice. Gary Barnard did well in the preseason game. I'm excited to see him in the second preseason game too. They're going to run a lot of short passes. And Gary Barnage is a big tight end, and he might be somebody, you know, that maybe that you want to start, but I'm kind of intrigued where Gary Barnage is going to finish. I could see him finish as a top 12 tight end. It's possible. Uh, he'd be considered a deep sleeper. Lorenzo Taliaferro. What's going to go on with Justin Forsett? Is Justin Forsett going to, does Justin, you know, he's 30. If he gets hurt, I think Zoe's going to be the man there. He He looked okay here and there last year. And in that offense, that might be good things. I, th- I think Lorenzo Talavero could be a nice deep sleeper this year. Cameron Artis Payne is a nice deeper sleeper this year. Cameron Artis Payne is a nice sleeper because Jay Stu gets hurt a lot. 
I like Jay Stu this year, you know, but that old that the offensive line is it's it's not it's not a glorious offensive line. It had huge trouble last year. And they're gonna have to run the ball to help Cam Newton out. Definitely with that offensive line. And with Jonathan Jonathan Stewart's injury history, I'm looking I'm looking to own that backup, and that's Cameron Artis Payne. He might be somebody down the stretch that can help you win a championship. And a guy like that who ends up getting start, a guy who's starting is a guy that can help you win championships. If you start, you're going to put up points. If you're a starting running back, you're going to put up good enough running back two numbers late in the season or wherever it is to help you win games. I mean, look at Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy's not a great running back, but he was a starter in St. Louis, and he put up good numbers, and his, his value skyrocketed. And then there... But the coaches were like, hey, this guy's just not a good running back. Uh, we got to upgrade the situation. And now Zach Stacy's kind of like an afterthought. He's not somebody you want any shares of. So somebody like a Cameron Arts Payne, they get, st- they get carries and they're getting starts and you're getting, you know, 20 carries a game. Well, yeah, that, that adds up to fantasy points. And fantasy points is what we need to win games. So Cameron Arts Payne's a deep sleeper. You know, there's another guy who I've been intrigued with as a deeper sleeper. Andy Dalton. Yeah, I know Andy Dalton, the guy who fails in the playoffs, the guy that the guy that some people say have no soul. Well, that's not true. Andy Dalton was the number six overall fantasy player. Six fantasy player. Not the sixth quarterback, the sixth overall fantasy player a couple of years ago. And this year he's going into an offense where he knows, I mean, the pressure is on and this is a guy that got booed on his home on his own field. Okay? This is a guy that knows it's time for him to put up or shut up because, you know, the pressure's on. He knows it's on him. Everybody's saying the reason that the, the Bengals can't take that next step is because of Andy Dalton. Well, he's entering, he's coming into the year with the most weapons he's ever going to see. He's got a much better established running game with Jeremy Hill and with Gio Bernard there, okay? Tyler Eifert is back. He's Reports coming out on Tyler Eifert, you might put him on the sleeper list because they're saying he's uncoverable. A lot of mouths to feed there in Cincinnati, but people are saying Tyler Eifert's uncoverable. You got A.J. Green, one of the top premier receivers in the NFL. You got Marvin Jones coming back from injury. Then you got Mohamed Sanu that stepped in for Marvin Jones and had some pretty quality games himself. So that's three legitimate receiving threats with a quality tight end and two dynamic running backs. Okay, Andy Dolan might finish as a QB6. The potential is there. He's going to go undrafted, possibly, in redraft leagues. Andy Dalton can be had in your dynasty league, I guarantee, for unless you're in a two-QB league, even then, uh, for relatively cheap. And do I believe Andy Dalton's for sure going to be good? Am I, is, he, uh, is he someone saying, hey, yeah, this guy is definitely a quality sleeper? No, but I, I, he, I put him on my deep sleeper list because I, I have this feeling Dalton's going to do, he's going to have one of those years where he finishes possibly in the top 12 of quarterbacks this year. Again, the weapons are there, the situation's there for him. The defense is going to be better, so they're going to put him in better situations as well. With Geno Atkins coming back, so they're going to be in better, they're going to have better field position for more opportunities to score touchdowns. A.J. Green's going to be fully healthy this year. I expect at the very least a very solid bounce back year from Andy Dalton. Again, somebody that's somebody that's somebody's really down on where his ADP, you're gonna get really good value. And I think the return on where you would get him is gonna be significant enough to call him 
a deeper sleeper. Look at that. Poetry. <laughs> so let's get into some of the guys I have on my list here. But before that, I want to get into uh, a guy that one of our writers sent me over because he knew I was doing a podcast, and he wanted to get his sleeper into me because uh, he's he, he wrote, he said, hey, Rich, man, you mind if I know you guys are in that sleeper podcast, if I get a guy out there, maybe some of the writers can get in there. I said, absolutely. And it's Tim, Tim Torch. You can follow him at Tim NFL. And Tim's sleeper for 2015 is Kenny Stills out of Miami, six foot, 198 pounds, 23 years old. Last year had 63 receptions on 85 targets, 931 yards, and three touchdowns. And Tim's reason is, you know, that going into the 2015, he thinks the Dolphins are ready to take the next step offensively. Okay. He's really excited about Kenny Stills in the 2015 season with Devontae Parker coming back from another foot surgery, Jarvis Landry not being built for the outside role, and Jordan Cameron working from the middle of the field. He can see Kenny Stills having a very large role in the 2015 season and having a chance to build great chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. Also remember that, you know, offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, uh, is it Lazor? I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, his last year in Philly with Chip Kelly gave Deshaun Jackson a small and speedy receiver himself, 126 targets, 82 receptions, 1,332 yards and nine touchdowns. He's like, he's not, so he's not calling for those kind of wide receiver, wide, wide receiver one stats, but he thinks a solid wide receiver two year is coming for stills. Uh, so at Tim NFL, you can follow him on Twitter. Really excited about uh, Kenny Stills. That's his number one sleeper. And you can read uh, Tim's articles on DynastyNerds.com as well. Uh, he puts out quality stuff as well. So that's his. Now get into my sleepers here. I had to, I had to think about who I want to consider a sleeper here. And some of my top receivers here are, they're going to vary, you know, between guys that are a little bit more likely and guys that are a little bit more of a long shot. Now, one of my top sleepers is John Brown, wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals. You know, last year, John Brown finishes wide receiver 53, 48 catches, 696 yards. And this offseason, he bunked up with Carson Palmer. He bulked up, you know, he ate his Wheaties. He gained 10 pounds from 179 to 189. All right, that's a lot of, that's a lot of weight for a small dude. So he put out there, and I could easily see John Brown having 1,000 yards this year in Bruce Arians' offense. You know, Michael Floyd uh, is still recovering from his Wolverine practice, and now he is going to start in Arizona. Will he hold on to that position? I don't even think it matters if Michael Floyd comes in comes in and they do one run three wide receiver sets. I mean, they don't have a really tight end of significance there. And I think him and Palmer could build a really good rapport together. And I think the chemistry there could be there. And if it's all going to, you know, balance on can Carson Palmer stay healthy. But remember, in, in Bruce Arians' offense, think T.Y. Hilton, okay? You know, the same T.Y. Hilton had over 1,300 yards last year. That's John Brown's role in this offense. He's going to be a big play receiver. He runs really good routes. He can go up there and get the ball. Again, for where he's going right now, John Brown could finish as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. He could put up really good numbers there. Now, again, it's going to bar on can Carson Palmer stay healthy. Can they establish a run game as well? But at the same time, I think John Brown is a great sleeper for the 2015 season, something that I want to own shares in in all aspects of my dynasty leagues, of my redraft leagues and John Brown's as soon as I thought of sleepers, he was one of the guy that tops the list. Another guy that tops the list for me 
Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead, the same running back then, 2013, was his top 13 PPR running back when he caught 76 balls in San Diego. And, you know, he looked good last week versus, uh, I think it was Dallas. Yeah, he ran that eight-yard touchdown run when he just ran it up the middle. And, you know, Danny Woodhead has always had that knack, that nose for the end zone. And with reports that Melvin Gordon still, you know, still not learning pass protection, and that was his big weakness coming out. And I know he was the 15th overall pick in the NFL draft, and they traded up for him. And I love me some Melvin Gordon. I traded up for him, too, in the Dynasty Nerds rookie draft. But I think this year, Danny Woodhead's going to be the third down running back. He's going to get some PT. And Woodhead's, am I going to say he's going to finish his, you know, the top 13 fantasy running back again this year? No, but I think he can get pretty close. I think he can catch 50 to 60 footballs this year. He's going to be on there a lot of passing downs, okay? He's going to catch a lot of balls. And he is somebody where he's going right now. I can see Danny Woodhead finishes at the least a low-end running back, too. I really can. And right now he's being drafted as, you know, running back three, running back four. Uh, he could be had in your dynasty leagues for, I'm sure you could pick up Woodhead for a second-round pick. I, I, I really think you could. And to me, a second-round pick pick for someone that you can start all year and contribute and help you win a title is great value. I'm offering second round picks for Danny Woodhead all day. Uh, definitely I feel if it's going to be like a later second round pick. If I have a championship caliber, caliber team, I want to make a push. And even even if I have my two starter running backs, you know, I, I'm still making an offer because of depth. You know, you want to have depth. You want to make sure you can back up uh, during the bye weeks. You want to have a quality back you can throw in there. And I think that's what Woodhead could be. Uh, he, he got hurt last year, broke his ankle. It was pretty bad. Uh, I think it was week three. And I'm expecting a really good bounce back here. I know he's out there saying he feels fresh, feels great. You know what they all say? Oh, I feel, I feel like I'm 18 again. It's like, no, you don't, dude. Come on. You feel good. Just say you feel great, Danny. Get out there. Find that end zone. Catch me 75 balls. Win me a title. Win me a belt. Win me some cash. Give me bragging rights. Let me rub some stuff in my friend's face. My stuff, I mean championships, okay, people? Keep it keep it, keep it, it uh, family-friendly over there. And, you know, Danny Woodhead, again, he's somebody that's going to see the field significantly. You know, Melvin Gordon's got a long way to go uh, on his pass protection. It's a, it's the weakest part of his game. You know, and right now he's got to focus on, you know, just running the ball now. He's got to be more assertive as it is now. And would have somebody that I'm going to go out there and try and get at the worst, you know, somebody you could put on your bench as a backup. And if you really need to run it back to and you're worried right now about who you have, you know, I'd honestly rather have for this year, Danny Woodhead than Gio Bernard. I would, I'd, I'd feel much more comfortable. I had to start one, of the t- one of the two. I want to start Danny Woodhead, you know, uh, he's somebody I think that you're going to be able to start on a consistent basis if you need to. And he he might be the running back that you need. Another running back I think that's going to do really well that I have on my sleeper this year this year is Shane Vereen. I know I was talking with uh, at Dynasty Professor, another one of our uh, great writers, Tim Smith. You can follow him on Twitter at Dy- the Dynasty Professor, professor uh, or uh, actually at Third Down Theory. He's a Dynasty Professor, but his Twitter handle is at Third Down Theory. And he wasn't really buying the the Shane Vereen, you know, advice. And I was trying to sell him on it. He wasn't buying it. And, you know, Shane Vereen last year in New England, the running back uh, death trap over there, he finished his running back 20 last year in PPR leagues. He was, you know, he's a running back too. 
you know, almost mid running back two there. And, you know, you have Rashad Jennings there who's been hurt every single year of his career. So the odds of Rashad Jennings getting hurt this year, if you go by history, is 100%. And I don't know about you guys, but if something to me is pretty much 100%, I'm making that bet every time. Seems like a winner to me. You got Andre Williams, who has stone hands, who has no passing threat whatsoever. Not at all. And Ben McAdoo's up-tempo offense. They're going to run an up-tempo offense. They're going to run a lot more no-huddle offense. And you want your best pass-protecting back out there. The back, the running back then catches the ball the best. And that's Shane Vereen, okay? And I think, again, I think Shane Vereen falls into that category of it's going to depend on how many carries he gets. He's not going to start. You know, he's going to need injury to probably start. Um, but he's going to be that third-down specialist, and he'll be on the field more than people realize, I think. And, again, he has something that could finish as a, a, a low-end running back, too. And as a sleeper, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, again, sleeper, I want somebody that you think is going to finish the top five fantasy running back. Well, then take Doug Martin, you know, take Doug Martin. He might finish way higher. But I'm, I'm going with Shane Vereen here because, again, where you can get him, I think he might be somebody that you could put in your, your starting lineup and be comfortable with. And, you know, those third down backs, I mean, they get hurt way less than the starting running backs just because of the situations they're in. They might hold up all all year long. So when some of these people, their back's going down, you're still plugging, playing, you know, Danny Woodhead and Shane Vereen. Guys that are running back twos. And, and remember, we need running back twos, okay? Being a running back two is not a bad thing. You, you have 12 running back ones and you have 12 running back twos, okay? You have 12 teams in your league. You, know, you, you hope to have two running back ones, but, you know, if you have a running back one and a running back two, then you're doing something pretty well. Because you're in, you're in upper echelon. Definitely, you come away. With, these are running backs you can get. Uh, I was on the FF at Comedy Hour at FF Comedy Hour. They do a podcast, uh, pretty hilarious podcast, by the way. You should check them out. FFF Comedy Hour. Uh, and we were talking about the other day that I'd feel totally comfortable, like in my redraft leagues, if I went with you know Julio Jones and AJ Green, and then later coming back with guys like you know TJ Yeldon or you know, Amir, Amir Abdullah, Shane Vereen, Danny Woodhead, guys like that in PPR leagues. And I feel comfortable with those kind of guys and take the top-end receivers. And I know, you know, because running backs do, it drops pretty quickly. You know, the talent pool drops pretty quickly, and that's why you need those running backs. And that's why in your rookie drafts, no matter what's going on, the running backs always go high because everybody needs running backs. I mean, the talent, the guys that you really like, it, it, there's just not a lot of them out there. And that's why T.J. Yeldon's so valuable because he's going to be a three-down back. And those guys, I mean, they're so hard to come by. You know, like the Adrian Petersons, guys like, you know, Marshawn Lynch. It makes those guys even more valuable because you know they're going to be in the field. You know you're getting the carries. goes back like the Zach Stacy comment. The guys that are going to get carries, they're going to put up points. And if you're really good and you're going to get a lot of carries, well, you're going to put up tons of points to be a top-end fantasy player. And I think Vereen's going to be on the field enough where he's going to be able to help your fantasy team. He's going to help your dynasty team. And again, I think Shane Vereen might be something you can get for a second-round pick. I feel completely comfortable giving up a second-round pick for somebody that's going to help my fantasy team, somebody that's going to help my dynasty team. So Shane Vereen, let's, let's add him to the list. Another guy that's getting a lot of pub lately, um, and I know in my redraft rankings, I moved him up too, so his 80, he might become less of a sleeper here. Is Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal, 
They had the same Eddie Royal that's reunited finally with Jay Cutler. Now, remember, Jay Cutler was Eddie Royal's quarterback his rookie season when Eddie Royal had his best year when he had 91 catches on 129 targets. I expect those targets to come back. I mean, Kevin White's hurt. You have Marquez Wilson. He hasn't really done, you know, he, he's been, he was that kind of dynasty sleeper at one point there, but he hasn't really stepped up his game. Then you got Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, who's, you know, he has a troubled calf right now. And I like Alshon Jeffrey this year too, but somebody's got to be the number two receiver and it's going to be Eddie Royal. And Eddie Royal is going to see a lot of targets. Him and, I mean, him and Jay Culler have that rapport um, again. So Eddie Royal is somebody where you're going to get, you know, again, later in your draft that you're going to have as an excellent probably wide receiver th- two and might finish as, a, you know, a wide receiver, I mean, excellent wide receiver three that could finish as a wide receiver two. What if he gets back? What if him and Color get back? He catches about 85, 90 balls again. I mean, that's, those are great numbers. Puts over a little, you know, around 1,000 yards right around there. You're talking a really solid wide receiver two year right there. And Eddie Royal could be had, again, pretty cheap. You can go out there in your dynasty leagues. You can buy some Eddie Royal shares. And if you're going to do it, you're going you're gonna to want to do it now. And I know I made some jokes on a podcast, you know, not too long ago. Eddie Royal had that couple game stretch last year where he caught, like, you know, like multiple touchdowns, had had really a couple good games, and that was it. And this year, you know, the more I analyzed it, the more I thought about it, it's 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 like, yeah, okay, I could I could see this working out. You know, he, you constantly hear that he's a star in Bears camp. He's doing it on the field. He's doing it in practice. He has his old quarterback there that he had his most success in his career with. You know, the arrows pointing up. So I'm 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 trying to buy some Eddie Royal team shares. I drafted Eddie Royal as a rookie in the Dynasty Nerds League and uh I ended up cutting him for some you know, for somebody. I mean I don't even feel bad about it, you know, and it's kinda like now it's gone. I still wish I had some of those shares. Same he was he falls in that Jorg Bell category. I mean I don't want any Jorg Bell sh- shares now, but when <laughs> when Joyk was uh right before he blew up, I had to cut him off my taxi squad. Probably my worst taxi squad cut. But Eddie Royal, uh, again, he, will he catch 90 balls? Probably not, but he's going to have a season where, again, where, his, where if you need a wide receiver three with some really good upside, Eddie Royal's your man. He could be had cheap. I mean, Again, I think I moved him up until around round nine of my redraft rankings, right around there. I mean, that's, that's pretty good in my eyes. So Eddie Royal, he'll, he'll get on that list. Now let's talk about a couple more deeper sleepers here. That I like. One being Brandon Coleman for the Saints. Six foot six, two twenty-five, Brandon Coleman for the New Orleans Saints. You want a sleeper? Well, Brandon Coleman's your man. You know, this guy has been playing you know, in all the three wide receivers sets for the Saints. The the beat reporters out there are saying this guy's locked in as a number one as a number three receiver. And he's gonna get he's a guy you're gonna want to watch this weekend. Uh, this week as in their second preseason game because Sean Payne said this guy's going to get first team reps in the second preseason game. And he's had tremendous practices. And remember, Jimmy Graham's gone. They need a red zone threat. And you remember that big Josh Hill uh, hype train that was just plowing through the dynasty world just a few months ago? Well, that train has completely disappeared. There's no Josh Hill hype coming out. You're not hearing anything about Josh Hill. I've seen people go out and pick up Ben Watson for the Saints. Well, Brandon Coleman is that big body receiver that could be that red zone threat. Now, he's not a great mover. 
but he's got size, and he's got Drew Brees, who has excellent accuracy. you got Brandon Cooks as a speedster, the great route runner. And Marcus Colston, I mean, I mean, guys, Marcus Colston's about toast. I mean, he took a huge pay cut to stay in New York. They were ready to cut him, and he was supposed to make X amount of dollars. He cut his salary down significantly. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you look it up, he took a huge pay cut just not to get cut. And Marcus Colston, I mean, he's not somebody you want to start. Yeah, he's not even somebody you want to draft. If somebody's going to give me anything for Marcus Colston, I'm taking it because he's he's done. He's he, he really he's about done. Uh, if he comes in and has a good year this year, I mean, pie in my face, but I'm I'm not seeing it. I'm not buying it. Uh, I love Brandon Cooks there, and you know I would even like I, I'd like anybody. <laughs> I'd like anybody over Marcus Colston there, and maybe Brandon Coleman could be that guy if he started with that size. If he can catch the ball. He has a chance to be a sleeper, okay? Uh, as a wide receiver five flyer right now, I mean, he, that's a great pickup of Brandon Coleman. Again, red zone threat. If this guy can come out and score 10 touchdowns this year, well, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's something you'd want to have in your lineup. Somebody catching, you know, three balls for 35 yards and a touchdown. Well, hey, you just got yourself 12 points there. Double-digit wide receiver three that you got as a wide receiver, that you drafted as a wide receiver five. Heck yeah, I'll take that. So Brandon Coleman, a worth a late round flyer. Uh, I don't know how your taxi squads work in your dynasty league, but maybe, maybe he's a maybe he's a ref- okay. He's not a free agent. If he is a free agent in your league, well, you better swoop him up pretty quickly. Most likely, he's not a free agent. You know, word's starting to leak out about the Brandon Coleman, uh, you know, hype growing here a little bit, and I'm kind of buying the hype. You know, I like I, I was intrigued by Brandon Coleman coming out as a rookie. I, if you go back and you know in your in your board, you want to go back to last year's podcast and we talk rookie wide receivers. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear me say a couple good things about Brandon Coleman. I know we got into a debate. I want to remember with me and Mike uh, and Matt, and we had a pick between Brandon Coleman, who is an undrafted free agent, and I think like Jared Aberderis and uh, and Jeff Janis in Green Bay, and I was picking Brandon Coleman. You know, because I like the situation better. And, he, again, he falls in that category of more of a deeper sleeper, but he's a deeper sleeper that I like. Another one, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley in Dallas. Okay, Cole Beasley just recently in March signed a four-year, $13.6 million contract. So they paid him. You know, they, they like him enough to where he wants to stick around. He was a wide receiver 76 last year. But over the final seven games of last year, he had 37 targets, 13 more than Terrence Williams. And Terrence Williams right now is one that is kind of, you know, everybody's buying as a wide receiver too there. And he, and he most likely will. But, you know, they, they, got, they were targeting Cole Beasley at the end of the year last year over Terrence Williams. 13 more targets to be exact. So Cole Beasley in Dallas. Who knows how their running game is going to pan out? Maybe they'll have to pass it more. Might be a might be a wide receiver three sleeper, a sleeper. Again, it's, it's it, everybody's looking for those sleepers, those guys that come out of nowhere, kind of help you out a little bit. And Cole, Be- Cole Beasley could be that man for you guys. Cole Beasley, Brandon Coleman, worth late round flyers. Maybe Cole Beasley's on your waiver wire. Swoop him up, grab him. You know, maybe you don't draft him in a redraft league, but monitor. Cole Beasley. See how he's used. If he in your redraft leagues, if he starts to come out a little bit, grab him early. If you like what you see the first couple of weeks there in Dallas, 
put a trade offer in. You could probably get Cole Beasley for pretty cheap. You know, pull those sly maneuvers too, where you're like, you're trying to get somebody else. Maybe somebody like you, you know that did you, somebody you know they would trade. Somebody you know they want to kind of get rid of. Somebody's kind of like washed up, maybe hurt. You know, week one, they're almost out for the year and they're old. Somebody like a, you know, uh, somebody like a Steve Smith, you know, who's, who already says he's going to retire and he's not doing anything. Hey, man, I want to, uh, I'll give you like a third round pick for Steve Smith. Yeah, but you know, throw in Cole Beasley too while you're at it. You know, I just, you know, because, you know, Steve's going to retire this year. I kind of want a long shot guy who's probably not going to do anything, but I'll take Cole Beasley. Okay. You know, whoever whoever that guy is on that guy's roster, they hold as Cole Beasley. You try to do the same uh, maneuver, Brandon Coleman, but you want to do that probably earlier. Uh, you know, before, I think Coleman has more upside than Cole Beasley. I'll put it that way, just more on touchdowns alone. So that's it. Those, that's my list of sleepers for the 2015 season. And I'm sure people could tweet at me uh, at Dynasty Rich and give me a, a, a slew of names that you have on there. And I'm sure I'll agree with all of them. Like, oh, I could have had him on my list too. Again, I mean, Doug Martin's a sleeper. You know, it's Charles Sims a sleeper. Again, I like Gary Barnage's a sleeper. <laughs> and, you know, here's another guy I didn't talk about too. It's, it's a sleeper as well. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. Um, Sam Bradford. In, New, in, in the Eagles, he's not getting a lot of love. You know, the Eagles averaged 29.6 games, uh, 29.6 points a game last year. And that's what's like subpar quarterback play. And you can say all you want about Sam Bradford, but, you know, the talent's there. He's an accurate quarterback. They have two quality running backs, two young receivers, high-drafted receivers. And Sam Bradford might be a nice sneak play this year. You know, those Philly quarterbacks under Chip Kelly have, have produced pretty nicely in there. Mark Sanchez won me a fantasy championship last year because I, I, I opted to start him in my championship game because of the system he was in and opportunity he was in, and he won me a championship. So Sam Bradford, where he's going right now, ADP, Sam Bradford might be a guy you want on your roster. Again, some of you ever get really cheap. I know it was with uh, at Dynasty Timey today, and he was, uh, he was actually going to try and come and do the podcast with me. Uh, it was a little short notice for him, and he he said, you know, one of my top sleepers tonight because we were talking about. It, I was like, hey, if you could make the pod tonight, it'd be good to have you because you know he's running, he's doing all those mock drafts from us right now. You know, right now he's going to be doing all our ADP data. So I was like, oh, we could promote that on the podcast. And I was like, but who's your who's one of your top sleepers? He's like, man, the number one guy that comes to my head is Sam Bradford. I think he's have a much better year than when everybody's kind of you know thinking about that. The same thing that we just talked about. You know, the Eagles system. They're high-scoring offense, and he's a big Bradford guy. So if he was here, that'd be his number one, uh, you know, sleeper for the year. And I and I like it. I like the Sam Bradford. He 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 opened my eyes up to it too. And again, they're a high-scoring offense, and Sam Bradford's gonna be the man behind center. And he, guys, he's got something to prove because he wants to get paid. Okay, he wants he wants a long-term contract. He wants to get paid, and a big numbers in Philadelphia is gonna help put some green in that man's pocket. So let him line his pockets with green and let, let him line, do the same for you in your fantasy league and help you, know, you win a title. So he's a nice flyer to have as a QB too, you know, with some pretty good upside. Sam Bradford, he's somebody I want on my roster. Somebody I'll, you know, if you don't want to, definitely if you like your redraft leagues, you don't want to take quarterbacks early, which I don't like to do. Then you can wait and grab like a Ryan Tannehill, you know, and then come back and get Andy Dolan or Sam Bradford as your, as your quarterback too. If they both fizzle out, blame me. Tweet at me. Blame me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll man up to it. But I, I'm telling you, Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford, Andy Dalton. One of them is going to finish as 
a top 12 fantasy quarterback this year. One of them will. I bet it. So those are my sleepers. You guys know how I love doing this podcast by myself, talking for 45 minutes straight nonstop. Oh, dreams do come true. They really do. Um, so I also told you at the beginning of the show uh, about the redraft league. So, you know, I had some people, hey, you do a redraft league, you know, MFL 10 league. And I said, okay, I'll do a redraft league this year. We, do, we have the Dynasty Nerds podcast listener leagues, our dynasty leagues, and we said, hey, why not do a redraft league? We have our redraft rankings up. We're a dynasty site, but, you know, we, we dabble in redraft. We all know how many leagues I do, all 50 of them. And uh, we'll do a redraft league. We're running on Yahoo, okay? We'll do it for uh, whatever you guys want to do, for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, PayPal me. We'll do a 60, 40, 30 payout. Tweet at me. We'll do uh, nerds, hashtag nerds redraft, okay? Hashtag nerds redraft, and then either put 50 or 100 for what you want to pay. And you'll play against me. And I tell you what, if we get uh, 11 other guys that put the hashtag nerds redraft 50 and then a hashtag nerds redraft 100, yeah, we'll do them both. We'll do them both. I'll do them both. You know, I'll take your guys' money anyway I can get it. Uh, so that will be the Ner- Dynasty Nerds Redraft League. We'll schedule the draft, uh, be done online on Yahoo. Uh, that'll be fun. Then, obviously, I want to give a shout-out to my boys over at My Fantasy League because if you're running a, dry, uh, a, fan- a Dynasty Fantasy Football League, you definitely want to use my- MyFantasyLeague.com as to host your site. And get on there and use your MFL 10s, MFL 25s. I'm in about you know five, six of those as well. Um, I want to shout those guys out because they run a great uh, Dynasty host site over there so i know i get a lot of questions like hey where do you host your dynasty league and it's it's my fantasy league.com for sure uh so th- yeah just tweet at me at dynasty rich hashtag nerds re- nerds nerd redraft either 50 or 100 first 11 for each side gets in and we'll, we'll have a redraft we'll uh we'll figure it out we'll do it during a weeknight or something let's see uh just don't use my redraft rankings on the site i want you guys swooping my guys and be be careful of these sleepers i read off as well Okay. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to support the podcast, you want to support the website. Remember, guys, we keep this all free for you guys. Uh, we want to keep everything free while we pay our writers. So we make no money whatsoever. We just put it all back in the site. Uh, we do everything we possibly can to make sure you guys get the best information you possibly can for free uh, to win Dynasty Fantasy Championships. And the easiest way to do that is to get traffic to the website, and that's just going on DynastyNerds.com every single day. Um, if you want to support the podcast and make sure people find it on iTunes more often than not, I know I asked last week, hey, guys, you five of you guys go on there and help us and give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'll be the number one Dynasty podcast with the most reviews, whether it be the top-reviewed podcast. And you guys did that, and it's tremendous. <laughs> By like, I think 10 of you guys went on there and did it just within the last week. Um, so shout out to you guys. Really appreciate that. We are now the top rated uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast on iTunes. Uh, if you actually search Fantasy Football, we actually come up there as one of the top podcasts as well. So if you want to support the site that way, really appreciate every single one of you that go on iTunes and give us a rating review. Not only do I love reading them, <laughs> it really helps us out a lot. And always, if you really want to support the, sh- the site financially, the best way to do that uh, is to buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. You get down there and shop. They're 18 bucks. 
good t-shirts, good quality. Uh, you know, that money, you know, we sell two of those t-shirts, pays for the podcast for a month. Because you do podcasts, do cost money to host. So get on DynastyNerds.com, buy yourself a shirt, and give us a rating and review. And get on DynastyNerds.com, get on our forum, read our articles, support our writers, follow them on Twitter as well, every single one of them, at DynastyCorey, at DynastyRudy, at Third Down Theory, uh, at Tim NFL, at Fantasy Outlaw, and I'm going to forget somebody right now because I can't remember it, uh, at Dynasty Popo, at Dynasty Matt, at Dynasty Nerd Mike, at Dynasty Tommy. A lot of Twitter handles I'm throwing at you guys, but, you know, support the website, guys. That's the best That's the best we could do to keep all this stuff coming for you. The season's coming upon us. Uh, we're all about to make that push. All this hard work we've been doing this whole offseason to get that championship is about to, you know, the race is about to start. That funny-looking guy in his sweatpants holding up that pop gun ready to start the race. So are you guys ready ready to start the race? I know I am. A couple more preseason games here, and and the season's underway. Make that push for the ship. I know I'm coming away with a couple this year, and hopefully you do too. And hopefully we help you get there. So if you guys have any questions, until then, until next week, when I have uh, at Dynasty Man at, at Mike back here, uh, you hit me up on Twitter, always at Dynasty Rich. I make sure I try to get, answer every single question that comes in. Uh, make sure you get on the forum again on DynastyNerds.com. Tweet at me if you want to get in that redraft league. But until then, guys, hopefully uh, you enjoy watching your favorite NFL team this week in the second preseason game. Hopefully you come away with some uh, tidbits of solid information. Um, again, watch Brandon Coleman. Uh, you know, let's watch. Uh, he's, he's the number one guy I kind of want to watch right now. And uh, let's hope nobody gets hurt. Let's make sure. Let's hope our guys are uh, healthy. And then it goes out to Shady McCoy as well because I expect big things from him this year. But until then, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Take it easy. I'm no longer going to be all by myself. Have a good night. Later, fellas. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.